Hello, homies. Today, we have a really fun interview with the absolutely lovely Marcus Fernandez, who is the founder and principal of CHE, the Center for Homeopathy Education. Now, if you are thinking about studying homeopathy, you have just a few days from when this episode goes live to sign up to CHE. So don't waste time. Get in touch with them straight away. Cutoff is the 30th of January. So make sure you get in touch with CHE straight away. If you're a professional homeopath who is not already signed up to their CHE Pro program, I highly recommend it. It has been a game changer in my clinic. The monthly fee is very affordable and you have access to the most incredible lectures. I highly, highly recommend it. So yeah, enjoy the episode. And if you haven't already, make sure you join our Facebook group called Homeopathy Hangout Podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Homeopathy Hangout, where we discuss all things homeopathy from around the world. And now my mum and your host, Eugenie Kruger. Hello, homies, and a very warm welcome to Homeopathy Hangout. Today, we have the inspirational, spectacular Marcus Fernandez on the show. Welcome, Marcus. Woo-hoo. Wow, thank you. Great, what a great, lovely welcome. Thank you. Great um, to be here. And for our listeners, this is recording too, because yes, I lost the first one, which was epic. And we've got to make this one even more epic, right? <laughs> Absolutely. These things happen. No worries. Marcus, tell us how you were first introduced to homeopathy. Well, I mean, uh, well, it's a long time ago now. I'd never had homeopathy as a kid. My parents went to homeopathy or traditional family life, working class family life. You went to the doctors if you were sick and the doctor knew best sort of thing. I remember my grandmother doing some sort of home remedies, but not homeopathy, but she, Mm. like a lot of grandmothers then in the 70s, that they use different things. Mm. So my introduction to homeopathy really was when I, well, I was in a band. So that's all I wanted to be. I wanted to be a rock star. So I was in a band. (laughs) And that was my, that was it. That was going to be my path in life. Uh, I was, I would play guitar, I sang in the band. And as a usual musician, you always hold up as a musician. You're just going from gig to gig. And we're about to do a tour of Germany. And uh, I didn't have enough money to take with me because you got paid when you did the gigs. So what happened was I had to go and get a job, which was like, okay, I'm going to get a normal job. And the only job I could get at the time was working in a, like a nursing home for the elderly with people with dementia. And that was so far away from where I was in my head, but I just needed to earn some money working like a care assistant type of role. Mm. I had no experience. That didn't matter. They would train you on the job. But I was only there for a short period of time because I was going to go off and, and go to Germany. And they, and they knew that. So I started working there. And actually, I actually started to really enjoy it, even though I'd never had any background. I, I really enjoyed working there. And I was having a cup of coffee one morning with one of the nurses that worked in the home. Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, you know what, Marcus, you'd make a really great homeopath. And I went, what? I was like, well, have you heard of the word? And she said, I'm doing this course in homeopathy. It's a training course, four-year training course. I think you should, I'm going to an open day. Why don't you come along with me? I think you should do this. And it was like, what are you talking about? Um, I said, no, 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 I'm not here for long. I'm, I'm in a band. You know, I'm going to be a rock and roll star. And she said, no, I think you should come. I've got a really strong feeling you should come to tell you. And I went, no, no. So I finished my coffee, got on with the job. I thought she was a bit crazy. <laughs> and every time I saw her after that, she'd go, Marcus, please, I think you should come with me to this open day. And in the end, just to really shut her up, I said, look, I'll come to this open day, but I ain't signing up. I'm going to come along with you. I'll accompany you to it, to this open day, but I ain't signing up. I'm just going to let you know. 
Anyway, that that pleased her. That was going to come along with her. Um, and so I thought nothing more about it. And I think it was about a couple of weeks until this open day. Anyway, the day before I was supposed to go on this open day, I, I woke up with really bad tonsillitis. And I used to get that a lot because I was a singer in the band. And I'd normally go to the GP, get antibiotics. Mm. That was the usual course I, I would take. I remember that day I tried to get into to see the GP, couldn't get an appointment. And I thought, I'm going to try this homeopathy stuff because she's talking about you know, how good it is for different things. So I got the bus into town, went to the local health food store, and went to the homeopathic remedy section. Remember, I know nothing about homeopathy at all. So I go to this section and there's all these weird names like mm. Pulsatilla, Arsenic, I thought, well, that sounds a bit dangerous, Belladonna, <laughs> uh, Nux Vomica, which I thought, God, that's what a great name for a metal band. What a great <laughs> name. And I'm surprised if nobody's ever done after Google it, I was um, used that word. Um, and then uh, there was a little le- uh, leaflet so you could look at the symptoms and what you had. Anyway, the remedy that looked like my symptoms, because uh, I had this, throat but I also had this headache felt really quite weak and was gelsemium mm-hmm. so I bought the gelsemium this Valida it was a Valida gelsemium the company Valida and uh, I bought it and I took it home and I, I opened up thing I took it to, I thought well if this works then I'll go to the open day tomorrow and if it doesn't work I ain't gonna go <laughs> so I popped up one of the remedies sucked on it and I was I can always remember I was in my front room and I was kind of really tired and just fell asleep and I woke up a two hours later, and oh my god, I was just whatever you know, just just it took me off to another place. You know, I was just almost went into a really deep sleep, but I was mm. sweating. I was soaking wet with sweat. Oh my god, that's strong! And so I took another one, and I continued to do that all day. I remember even going to the pub with my mates, and uh, I was sat in the pub. I was just like sweating so much. And they said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Yeah, I'm taking this remedy." And and then I woke up the next morning, the morning of the open day. Mm. completely gone amazing and i remember thinking wow so i went to the open day again still no intention of signing up just to go along with this friend so i was impressed but i wasn't impressed enough to go and join the call so i go along to the open day and i remember it was the late great robert davidson now robert davidson very famous he's passed away now but he was the one who started the first homeopathic college in the uk in the late 70s, lay practitioners, and also the Society of Homeopaths. He ah. co-founded that. So he was a blazing light, really, for homeopathy. And most people in the UK, all the lecturers and teachers from the UK, often have been taught by Robert Davidson. Anyway, he was speaking, and he was telling about his case. He was telling about homeopathy. And I remember, as I'm listening to him, I just remember just going really quiet inside really quiet inside and it was like the stillness that i'd never experienced before never experienced it what i realized what was happening was i was hearing truth for the first time a truth that deeply resonated with me on a level that i'd never experienced before and i thought if what he's saying is true about homeopathy and i've never heard of it how come the whole world doesn't know about it that, that was the big, big thing. How come the whole world doesn't know about it? And then my second thought was, well, if this is true, I'm going to make sure the whole world does know about it. And it was just like a, it was such a clear insight. And I, I signed up for the course. <laughs> um, didn't have any money to do the course, but I signed up for it. And I just trusted that the money would come. 
for me to do it. And I started in that in that September. That was I think April, May time. And I started this. And that was the journey. And that was that I was only 20, 21. Uh oh, that was so young. You know, 30, 30 years ago. I've told you my age now, 30 years ago. But it feels like as I'm telling the story now, it feels mm. like it was yesterday. Mm. It was a moment. And I really truly believe that Eugenie, you may agree with me. You don't discover homeopathy. It finds you, especially when you train as a practitioner. It's a calling. It calls you, and it's whether or not we we hear that call or we heed that call. Mm. Um, and I found when I've interviewed people for, for in the courses over 25 years that mm. this is what I hear the most. People saying, I've wanted to do this for years, or this has been calling me for years, and now's mm. the right time for me. Mm. So... That's homeopathy and wow, what a journey I've been on since that. It's just, you know, and I'm grateful as well in some ways. I mean, I was really young. Obviously, you don't feel that when you're 21, you think you know everything. Um, but but what I'm what what it gave me was the philosophy for the rest of my life, really. Mm, and yeah. I'm so grateful it's in my life. It's now in the life of my children, it's in the life of, you know, my family and community. Mm. Um, I just feel very blessed that it mm. that it that it found me, really. Yeah, I, I just do not know how you do life without homeopathy. I say that often. Now, I have a challenge for you and Luke yep. Norland and Fred Schroens, because I've heard yep. that you're all excellent musicians to start a band oh, yeah. called Nux Monica. Oh, yeah. And homeopathy, because <laughs> I interviewed Gabrielle Traub today, who started Homeopathy Awareness Week. So I think yeah. you guys need to get together and release Absolutely. a single from Absolutely. the band Nux Vomica yeah. and get yeah. it out there. We can use that as a fundraiser. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we could do a good cover of Good Vibrations. You know? Oh, excellent. Good, do good, it. good Vibration Beach Boys, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Excellent. Well, a lot of musicians, I mean, a lot of these musicians use, use, I mean, I've treated them, you know, but also, uh, you know, it's in the press, people like, you know, Roger Joltry from from The Who and, you know, there's and lots Cher of, and, yeah, yeah, um, lots of uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah, Paul McCartney, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big so, um, so I think Mark, George Harrison as well, from what I remember, George Harrison used homeopathy as well. Incredible. Um, yeah. Now, Marcus, you are also passionate about educating homeopaths. And I just yeah. want to say before before we get into this, the, you know, CHE and Center for Homeopathy Education, a huge thank you from me because I discovered CHE maybe, I think it was about three or four years ago when you started the professional uh, program. Yeah. So you could have a membership and it was only, I think it was only about 30, it would have been about $30 a month with a conversion yeah. for me. So it was really affordable. It is really affordable. So when this, I don't even know how I found out about it, but the, there was this email that went out and it said that you started this monthly membership and you can then, instead of purchasing a course outright, you can get this monthly membership and then get access to all the courses. And that mm. was the single best thing that I ever did in my oh, wow. practice because yeah. there's, there's excellent course on Robin Murphy. Um, yeah. There's, uh, you know, the incredible Hilary Dorian, Caroline Gaskin, Dion Debrett, so many amazing, oh, Colin Griffith. Oh my gosh, Colin, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so many unbelievable lecturers. And that really was, that propelled my confidence in my prescribing in my clinic. So yeah. for any practitioners out there listening, if you're not already a CHE pro member, I get zero for saying this, by the way. There's no like affiliate ship here at mm-hmm. all. It is just, I could just tell you, make sure that you sign up because it's the best thing that you can ever do for your practice. Having access to all of this incredible, all these incredible lecturers has just been life-changing for me. So thank you thank for you. making that well, available. No, 
Yeah, no, th- well, listen, it's lovely to hear because when I the, the idea I had, it was quite a simple idea. I just thought, I want to make the Netflix of homeopathy. I wanted it where it's affordable for people, for mm-hmm. professionals, and really just to help raise the standard around the world mm-hmm. on the quality of homeopathic teaching. And I just wanted to raise that, and I want to make it accessible, modern. As you said, there's a big library of courses, all done, which we're adding to continuously. Mm. Also, if we do any paid webinars, it's part of your membership. You don't need to pay for anything extra we ever produce. It's all part of it. And we have a lot of live things. So we have like spotlight sessions, like podcasts. We have, mm. uh, but we do it live. We also have like Materia Medica masterclasses. So we're just trying to, and it was also about community, Eugene. Mm. It was about really bringing the global, using the technology we have to bring a, a global community together. And mm. so I, thank you. It's really lovely to hear. And yeah, we never, I mean, we've got over 1,100 members around the world on, on that. And it's it's great. And it's growing all the time. So yeah, we're going to be adding a lot of new stuff is coming up as well, which we're really excited about in all different areas. But also we like to ask the community, what is it that you would like Mm. because we have all the resources here. We have all the, and all the people that teach on there, a bit like our main courses, everybody that teaches you, they're all in full-time practice. Nobody's teaching you theory. They're teaching what they're doing you day in, day out, all different types of prescribing, because I really truly believe you need the different tools in your practice. Mm. Mm. And some you may agree, some you may not agree, but but when I say be open-minded, because it's about results. If people are getting results, I want to know what they're doing. If, I don't want to have this, Hanuman say, in the organ, I'll be free of judgment. But you have to be in a place of neutrality and have the patient or the client at the center of your practice. And that means if I've got to shift my thinking around a way of prescribing that, maybe I wasn't taught at college when I trained. If they're getting results, I want to know what they're doing. That's the thing for me. If it works, I want to know. I want to know about it. And so. that's where I think your training is set apart from many other trainings. I uh, There's this thing called human design. I don't know very much about it, but apparently I'm a projector and apparently that is like <laughs> the sign or the whatever personality that has the biggest need for learning. Yeah, My Spotify end of year wrap up said I listened to 9,700 minutes of podcasts last year. So that wow. gives you a rough idea. Wow. In addition to, wow. I also do a lot of driving. So that's why. And, and <laughs> when I'm garden or shop or and the podcast always going. Yeah. I have a massive thirst for knowledge. So any yeah. course that's out there, any membership that's out there to learn, um, I subscribe to. But yeah. yours is at the top. And I don't say that lightly. Thank I say you. that from somebody who's Thank done a lot of courses. Because And I think it's because your lecturers are actually practicing homeopaths as well. So you're not getting theoretical knowledge. You're getting somebody who's in the trenches, doing all the dirty work, getting in there, getting them, you know, rolling up their sleeves and getting themselves into the mess of it all, learning, and then using that knowledge and teaching us from all their mistakes. Saying this is what works, this is what doesn't work. And that really comes across in the lecturers. I also just have to say that I'm incredibly, ridiculously excited about the Hilary Dorian's Master Practitioner course that you've put together that I'm so excited to be part of. It's the hugest privilege to get to learn from her. And I'm so grateful that you managed to rope her into this before she signs off after, well, she'll probably never sign off. I don't know if a homeopath ever quits, but after 40 years of practice, for us to be able to learn from this treasure trove of information and her incredible skill that she has in putting that information across. So thank you for convincing her to do this. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I'm a good convincer. I don't know. (laughs) the word is but yeah 
But, but because it was important, because what I, I, it's about legacy as well. It's about legacy. It's about passing on and her passion to pass this knowledge on. And well, I think I worked out, because she's 40 years of practice, we worked out through all the consultations. She'd done like over 100,000 consultations. <laughs> and they say, don't they, Mal- Malcolm Gladwell says to be a, a genius or something, it's like 10,000 hours. Well, she's done <laughs> 10 times the amount of that. And she truly is. She's very humble. And the people that really, really know homeopathy, that are really doing it, they are very, very generous with the time. They're very generous with the knowledge. And for her, she wanted to pass this knowledge on, Mm. which it's been incredible. And Mm. people will be able to probably get it recorded at some point in the future, but she's not doing it live again. This Mm. this is the only time she's going to do it live. So, Well, I've just had my first session a couple of nights ago because it's 2 a.m. our time here in Perth. And I got up and (laughs) it was in there and it was really nice watching it live and being able to comment and seeing, you know, the case taking being done and also your private membership that you have to be able to directly access her and ask her questions yeah. i've already that's the G- my tricky cases that, that was gold i said to because uh, yeah. sharon who's one of the homeopaths on my team she's yeah. also subscribed yeah. to uh, the master practitioner program i said if nothing else make sure that you really get your cases out there so we can just like get as much support Absolutely. from hillary as possible and, and, learn and, from and this her. is why we encourage yeah when we encourage that it's surprising how many people don't really use it as much as i thought it's like you've got access to hillary and she says it every day every time she's yeah. online, ask me anything you've got me You've got me for this period of time. So what a resource to have. But just going back to your question as well, Eugenia, about learning. I think as practitioners, we've got to continue to learn. I'm the same as you. I'm like, I'm a course junkie. I mean, now there's so much stuff online you can do. Oh, so much. Mm. And it's not just homeopathy. I'll look at other areas of life. At the moment, Mm. I'm very, very interested in the whole issue around men's health and men's mental health, particularly Mm. on on that area, which I think is a little bit neglected in a lot of ways. Very neglected. I'm very happy to hear you say that. Yeah. And it's really exciting, the project I'm working on at the moment. But yeah, we've always got to learn because the more that we learn, the more that we can help more people. When you're in a place of service, then we're always looking at ways that we can become better practitioners for our clients, for our patients. And so I think we've always got to continue. We can't stay stagnant. Because what happens is if you stay stagnant, your practice will stagnate. Mm. And it's like a direct sort of manifestation of your internal state. Mm. We've got to always be learning. Look at what's happened the past two or three years. And you've got to be learning. That's what this point, which you've made really well, is you've got to learn from people that are doing it. Because then we all learn and, and then the whole community learns at the same time. And it's like, it's like uh, I'm trying to use an analogy here in the harbor, you know, the, what, what's that thing? When, when the water rises, all the boats rise. Mm. So the yeah, profession the Netherlands, rises. Hey, I think. Yeah. So in the Netherlands where they have that? I'm I don't know. Sure. I don't know. I, have heard, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Come got, up with it on all, the fly. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the analogy, but you, you get the analogy that, yeah. that we all, yeah. we all, as a community, we all, we all rise. And mm. I think we need to take a lot of the, I really think the future for homeopathy is also about sharing and community. It's not just about having these figureheads, which has historically happened in the past in homeopathy, uh, you know, the the so-called gurus. It's about Mm. actually, you know what, we have this information, let's share it. Mm. And I think community, and this this was the real thing for CHU Pro, it was about community. Mm. This is why when we do live Zoom sessions, I have make sure that we do it as a live meeting session so everybody can see. You can put the camera on if you want or turn it off, but at least we can all be and ask questions if we need to and be together. So I think it's really important as we go forward in 2023 and beyond that Mm. as a community, 
We've really got to come together because this is our time. Our time is now. We're living in the golden age of homeopathy right now. Right now. We had a great past, but we're here now because of what's happened this past two or three years. So we need each other more than ever in order to support ourselves. I, I'm I'm laughing because, you know, this is my fifth recording of the day and every homeopath has said that, like, now is the time. Everyone is feeling yeah. it. It's palpable yeah. in the air that now is the time for homeopathy to shine. And so if you've yeah. ever thought of studying homeopathy, if you've ever wanted to be inspired and try a new career, and if you have a passion to help people and grow yourself, homeopathy is like a fast track personal development <laughs> course. I, Absolutely. Then, yeah, certainly uh, as a career, it's amazing. But can you tell us a bit, Marcus, about CHE? How did you come to found the college and what yeah. options do people have to study there? Yeah, well, the journey, well, obviously I said I qualified after that very young age. So I set up CHE back in 25 years ago this year, so our 25th anniversary. Wow. And yes, we're going to have a party later in the year. Uh, but 25 years, quarter of a century, it's a bit of a milestone. And But again, it has gone quick. I mean, it, they say time goes quick when you're having fun. And it's been an absolute pleasure the past 25 years to training practitioners. So the inspiration was... I could reach so many people in my own practice and I built my practice. I worked in the NHS as well as private practice. And I mean, I focus in the very beginning when I first qualified with, with mothers and babies, that was my sort of my clientele, yeah, mm. which I focused on. And, and that really built my practice. Um, mm. But I realized I could only reach, because I had this mission in my mind, I'm gonna, I want to remember back at that first open day where I'm gonna make sure the whole world does know about mm. it. Well, I realized I could only reach so many people through my practice. So I used to do little talks. I'd almost go on tour. I'd do talk mm. to any, anybody who would have me. I'd go and talk about homeopathy. But then I realized I could only, that was only limited as well. And I thought, well, at the time, homeopathy was very divided in the UK. It was very, it was seen very political. You're either a classical homeopath or you're a practical homeopath. And they're quite warring, warring sides. And I thought, if people don't know what that means, is basically, it's either you give one remedy and wait, and this mm. is very basic, or the other one practical is like you give more than one remedy. Um, that's a very, very, very mm. basic explanation. But I thought, well, actually, it's, it shouldn't be about it shouldn't be about the methodology. It should be patient driven or client driven, not methodology driven. And we should be able to treat anybody that walks through our door. We also have the ability to have a prescribing technique. And so the idea of CHE was that we were going to teach all different types of methodologies. Uh, and that was an inspiration really from what Dr. Robin Murphy. So, so Dr. Robin Murphy came over to the UK about 1987, 1988. Robert Davidson brought him over. And he did this whole weekend seminar about the different methodologies in homeopathy, which ended up in Watson writing the book of methodologies that came from that lecture. Okay, from Robin, and he does mention that in his book. Mm. And Robin was our first patron of the college. Well, he's always been very inspirational mm. to me, but he was the inspiration behind it, and he was very supportive of it. And so basically, as CHE, you learn all the different ways of prescribing. So we do classical homeopathy. We start everybody with that, with your philosophy. But then we build a layer it. Next thing we'll be do Isiaga's layers. You'll learn, then you'll learn organ support. It's not that you forget the other methodologies. You're just learning them. And you're building mm -hmm. one on top of the other. Then you'll learn organ support, the burnet, organ drainage. We'll do things like tautopathy, how to, you know, how to give things like drugs back in potency, isopathy. Mm. And so basically you've got a tools in the toolbox. So whoever walks through your door, you've got a tool in order to help them. Because one spanner doesn't fit all nuts. 
<laughs> so if you only know one way of prescribing, you're then eliminating all the other people that you could treat. And I remember when I was practicing, I, I worked in alcohol and drug projects, homeless projects, and I needed a different way of prescribing. I needed to be able to adapt my prescription according to the person I, I was treating and what was happening. So I learned very early on, you had to be very fluid. And Robin really, I was very lucky that Robin took me under his wing when I was about 22. I'd started a course, I think it was in my second year, and really mentored me. And mm. I was very blessed for that. So anything you see in my homeopathy comes directly from his influence. But the thing he hammered home to me was keep it simple mm. and adapt your prescribing to whoever walks through your door. So that's the basis of our training is that we're teaching you how to do it. The other jewel in the crown is, especially in our courses, that halfway through the course, we expect you to start building your own practice outside of CHE. So by the time you qualify, you've already got a practice up and running. And that was the joke. Because I remember when I was trained, we had half an hour lecture about how to build a business practice. Mm. And then off you went. And I was naive. Again, I was young. I didn't know. My lecturer told me, just hand some leaflets out and you'll build a practice. So naively, I did that. And guess what happened? Nothing happened. So I then spent two years having to try to build it up and that's quite you put that on top of your training that's a long time mm. so it's a lot easier to do it whilst you're still training and we sort of follow the psychotherapist model on that that you take on uh, clients and patients whilst you're training as well as our training clinics this is external so by the time you qualify you already have a practice up and running so yeah that's the i don't know if i ha- answered your question yes there, but you have and so how long is the program and can people do it full-time and part-time is it in person is it all online yeah, we have two ways of training. You can either do four years, part what we call the part-time course. Mm-hmm. You can do that online or you can do that in the classroom here in London. Or you can do a two-year fast track. And mm-hmm. for some reason, our two-year fast track is getting very popular at the moment because people want to train and want to do it in two years. Mm-hmm. So we begin all online and it works. So, you you know, you've recorded lectures that we filmed in the classroom. So it feels like you're there and you would have seen them on CHP Pro. There's some on there from the pro, um, like the Hillary ones and all different things. Um, so, yeah, it feels like you're there. And also we have live tutorials. So there's an opportunity to come together with a tutor and with your group. And we have intakes. So we have an intake in January and we have an intake in September every year. So, yeah, four years or two years, it's entirely up to you how it fits in your life, really. Incredible. When's your January intake? I'm just kind of thinking for what's happening right coming. now. Oh, right now. Okay. <laughs> it's happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right now. So people want to get the applications, just go to the website, chehomeopathy.com mm-hmm. and uh, apply. And I personally interview everybody that applies as a practitioner because I feel it's really important because I want to know why you want to do homeopathy. If we're training you to be a practitioner and it is a training course mm-hmm. and we get to know you really well, even on the online course because there's live tutorials, I want to know why. You do it. And the two questions I always ask everybody, doesn't matter what you put in your application, is why homeopathy? Why do you want to study homeopathy? Why do you want to be a practitioner? And why now? Why now in your life? And honestly, the response over 25 years, what you hear all the time, I was interviewing all day yesterday, is it's calling me. Mm. I feel it's calling me. Or the thing is people are looking for more purpose and meaning in their life. They want to change careers. And that, more than ever, these past two or three years, people are really saying, I want to live my truth. I want to live my truth. And I want to I want to do this. And I want to do this for me, mm-hmm. which is always the best reason for doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
That's I love beautiful. the interviews. I love, I love the interviews. I love interviewing people because I love people's stories. I'm a homeopath. That's what I do. I listen to people's stories. I love them. How did you get here? What was the journey? You know, it, it is so. fascinating. It's incredible the the privilege that we have to share in people's lives and hear their stories. It's really incredible. Yeah. Oh, it is. Uh, and we have people from all over the world. I mean, actually, I was interviewing somebody in Australia. Uh, Singapore, and we have people from all over. But what brings people together, all different backgrounds, mm. all different ways of living their lives, but what mm. brings them together is their love and passion for the subject. Mm. And that's what's amazing. And you can still feel that community even on the online courses. Mm. So, yeah, it's great. And for those people who are not, you know, just listening to the podcast and interested in finding out a little bit more, don't quite want to sign up yet. You also have a kick-ass YouTube channel where you have been doing some amazing (laughs) videos and it's really great for our home prescribers to go and have a listen to that and learn about new remedies. And the way that you present it is really fun. It's, (laughs) you've got lovely slides there as well. So if you're a whatever type of learner you are it accommodates you in many different ways so yeah, yeah. what yeah. Can, can you remind me of the youtube channel again is, is it just yeah it's, it's, uh, yeah I, I can give you the link it's the cg yeah. homeopathy yeah i mean how that came about was that i got asked to write a book I happen to have here actually um, oh, handy <laughs> it's called the home prescriber and uh, will either asked me to write it and to go along with their range and it's really interesting to write because i did it during lockdown and what it did was that it really brought me back full circle for when I first uh, started my practice. Mm. And as I said, I treated mothers and kids. And and what I used to do, I'd run these little workshops with my mothers, and it was mothers mainly, mm. um, just to teach them about homeopathy, things they could do based on a remedy kit, things that they could uh, do with themselves. Because I wanted not just to treat them, I wanted them to educate them about homeopathy. I wanted them to be empowered around the health and well-being. And I think one thing that really stuck out for me during the lockdown was how disempowered people felt around mm. the health and well-being. So writing this, it, it really brought me back to basics. And I realized that in order for homeopathy to really spread in, in communities, you have to show people what the, how they can utilize it at home. And so that's why I wrote The Home Prescriber. So the idea behind the book was to empower people and to, and I wanted it in a way that was really sort of like friendly and, and user friendly. So the designers did it like a, an old, like a, remember when you were at school, the exercise book where you put your name and thing on it. So it was, and I got my kids to write little doodles in it. Uh, so all the way through the book, there's, uh, I'm thinking some doodle, like little doodles, if you can see them on there, but. Yeah, oh, cute. Oh, we'll put um, this on the Rumble channel for people to go and have a look. Yeah, and also there's a little like QR code so people can scan that and they'll get access to our home prescriber course for free. Oh, cool. So it was just a way to to really help people and empower them to take charge of their health and well-being. And then from that, uh, I was asked, why do you do a Facebook Live every week? Just do the top five remedies for coughs, top five remedies for colds. And so that's what I did. And then we put them on the YouTube channel. And they've been, it's been really, really successful because I realized that people want it in bite-sized information. They can download the PowerPoints. And a lot of, I want to say now, those PowerPoints and that presentation, even though it's only 20 minutes, that will take me six, seven hours to prepare. You know that when yeah. you've done a lecture. Because mm. I wanted to make sure that people really got in a really visual way as well as a, a auditory mm. way. But yeah, it's been really good fun to do. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I, I did it all last year, just taking a break. So I'm going to do something quite a little bit different. But yeah, they were really fun to do. And, and everybody just check them out because they're so useful. Mm. Um, and actually, homeopaths have come to me and said, 
thank you so much for doing this. It's a great reminder, you know. Absolutely. Simple. Eugenie, we complicate it. When we go back to the principles, this is what people forget. Go back to the principles. It's, a, it's like cures like. It's a law of similars. And I always say, you know, the remedy is like keys to a lock. All the healing wisdom we're ever going to need is within us. So those the remedies are just keys to that lock. And and it's just can be as simple as that, especially in acute prescribing. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus, how do you see the future of homeopathy? Oh, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I said we're here. You know, we are now, the way I see it is that, we need this is why the college and training people are so important because this is the next generation of mm. practitioners coming out and i think the demand for homeopathy is never been higher i remember talking to tony pincus and and john morgan helios pharmacy ainsworth pharmacy here in in london saying like you know during the lockdown they had queues going down the street outside the homeopathy pharmacy they had to shut down the website for a couple of weeks because they couldn't deal with the amount of orders. So the demand has never been stronger because people are looking for a more natural healthcare solution. Mm. We, but we need practitioners enabled in, in order to do it. So, but also we need awareness. And because most people don't still don't know what homeopathy is. So you go out in the street and ask 10 people what is homeopathy, they don't, they, they don't really know what it is. Mm. So education is a big part, hence doing those YouTube videos, Facebook lives. I say to all homeopaths, please just put something out there just to help because people are looking, but often they don't know how to find these Mm. natural healthcare solutions. So we've got to be more visible. We have to have courage and we have to be seen. Mm. Now I know for a lot of people who don't want to be seen, but we have to, this is our time. It really is. So we have to have the courage to not hide our knowledge under a bushel, but help spread it. And which many, many, I know many, many people are doing that. So in a way, I think what's happened the past three years has just catapulted us into a whole different era. And I think people have lost trust in the, in the medical model, which is really the pharmaceutical model. Mm. Um, and and there's a lot of people are, are looking for something else. So to truly be of service, we have to be ready for that mm. um, and to do it. So the, to me, the, the future is very exciting. You know, I'm so <laughs> excited. I, it's like... I, you know, I just can't sometimes contain myself. That's why I have to do podcast. That's why I have to do things like this just to, just to get it out. <laughs> really get that energy out. Um, yeah. I actually just interviewed Kay Southcombe today, who's worked with Martin at Pleasance Lab here in Australia for 17 years. And she also nice. said in all her time, this since COVID and during COVID, is the busiest that they have ever been. So it's definitely, um, yeah, I definitely a vibe out there and so many homeopaths saying that they've been busier than what they've ever been and I know I'm preaching to the converted and I know I I sound like a broken record sometimes but really it is the ultimate best job in the world Oh, we have got zero restrictions uh, in who we can see because of Zoom Um, you can post remedies to the client anywhere in the world there's no more excuses uh, for demographic and even if you're in a tiny little town and you think I could never make homeopathy work here you could got zoom you've got we've got how many billion people on the planet now and only I don't know how many homeopaths there are but there's not that many and there's billions of people 
No. Yeah. So I also feel like I, that's why I'm pushing so many of my clients who are really enjoying homeopathy and thinking of career changes, pushing them in the direction yeah. of homeopathy, yeah. because you can do it around your family. Do If you've got little children, you can do it around that. You can well, go work in a clinic. You can work from home, work online. You can work at just it's such the a ultimate. way. It really is the ultimate. And if you're somebody that likes to work for yourself, it's just so wonderful. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah and and what you said there, I mean, that, that that was very appealing for me when I first trained because all my friends got normal jobs and I was never I was never quite normal as far as <laughs> TikTok world. And so I was in a band. But you're absolutely right. And I think you can adjust it around your, like I do with my kids. I've still got young kids and I like to pick mm-hmm. them up from school and I like to, you know, just be part, be there, be present. And I think what, I mean, I was seeing clients, you know, before lockdown on Zoom and Skype, mm-hmm. but actually what it's done for the whole world is just propel them. And I know a lot of pummy pass will say, but it's not the same as being in the room. No, it's not the same. But I'm telling you now, I've had some of the most deepest connected conversation consultations on Zoom than I have it as well in the room. So that's really a mindset. And I think as homeopaths, we've got to get over that because you're right. We're now in a global community. You have, we're talking therapy. You can get the Remisent anywhere in the world. Patients can, can get that. And so we that's how we've got to think that actually we're now in a global community. My practice, I have clients all over the world. And you're right, you could practice from a beach in the Bahamas, you know, with your, <laughs> as long as you've got a laptop, an internet connection, you can be really anywhere. And people are okay with that because the way that, in fact, a lot of my clients, prefer doing it on zoom when they used to come and see me especially mm. if you've got kids because you've got to get the kids in and this and that it's like they actually prefer it it fits in with their life so as how many pass we've got to adjust to that i think absolutely and, and it can actually work in our favor i can't tell you how many consultations i've had where because we always do it over video so you get to see their background their yes. home setup what the children are doing and it's really helped you with prescriptions often i'll make little notes i remember yeah. one client i was kind of thinking of serinum for her yeah. but then yeah. she did a video call and she was like packed to the rafters with boxes just everywhere and i'm like okay you are definitely getting serinum yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or well, it's um, like when you used to do in the old days of doing house visits and, yeah. and i I remember when I first started, I'd do house visits. and But it, but the trouble with the house visits, you'd always end up having, staying longer. And then there was the travel time and all that. So so you're right. It, having that insight to people's homes is great. It's really great. And a lot of the kiddies, you know, some of my clients will do mix. So sometimes they'll drive it and sometimes they'll do online. And uh, I can actually see the children in their home environment. And sometimes that can yeah. look very different to what it looks like in the clinic. So what I'll Absolutely. do is I'll get the, the parents to flip the camera, the flip the camera yeah. so the child doesn't like, so they don't have to yeah. sit in front of the screen still. Yeah. They can just go play and do their thing, but I'm observing yeah. them as they're moving yes. around in their familiar environments. And you exactly. really get to see some things that massively help yeah you're prescribing that there's no way you could ever know that if they were in clinic no not at all and that's the thing it's like it just gives you it just gives you some more information mm-hmm. um and like i said and adds to what we may need to know which you wouldn't normally get so i i actually think that and we just need to embrace it because i mean the younger generation coming up it's no brainer to them that they use technology mm-hmm. all the time so so we've got to embrace it and that's made homeopathy much more accessible again around the world mm-hmm. um they don't have to just go to oh there's not a homeopath in my area well, that doesn't mm-hmm. matter anymore yeah, that, that's also anything. that's also a big thing because often you might not have a homeopath in your area and previously that would have been a restriction, but it's yeah, definitely not exactly. anymore. But one thing I would say as well that homeopaths really need to take, because uh, uh, I remember this happened to me when I was in practice, probably about five years into practice because I just went for it big time. I was... Uh, you know, I just, I was, um, I was just obsessed and I would start my clinic at seven o'clock in the morning. I'd finish at 10 o'clock at night. You know, wow. I was just, I was seeing people every half an hour at one point fit him into my dinner break. 
And what happened was I actually ended up getting a bit burnt out from, well, I got a lot burnt out from that. So I had to take a break and I had to read for a couple of months and recalibrate how I practice. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's homeopaths really need to also uh, take on board that the self-care element to mm-hmm. being a practitioner, because we've got to walk the talk. We have got to walk the talk. If we're talking about health and vitality, then we've got to be living that, I think. And otherwise, I want to go and see somebody who's more healthy than I am. I don't want to see somebody sicker than I am. So the more that we can embody that mm. within ourselves, the health and well-being, and I call it meds. We've got to think of meds. Meditation, so crucial. That's helped me so much as a practitioner mm. to be present with my clients and my patients, but also to, to be focused and to be centered and to be grounded in life, but also in mm. practice. E, exercise, movement. Even if you're doing Zoom all day, you've got to move. You have to move around. I have, a, I mean, personally, I have a standing desk, but also I set my my clock every forty five minutes an hour. I will move around and walk around. Movement's so important, as we know. D mm-hmm. is for diet, eating real, eating good food. And a lot of patients will say to me and clients, "Oh, oh I don't know what to eat." I will say, "We'll start eating real food. Eighty percent mm-hmm. eat real food. If it comes out of a box, it's it's not real." And the last one, sleep, making sure that we sleep. So I mm-hmm. I, I live by that. That those four pillars of of meds, M E D S. Um, but as practitioners, we also have to really look after ourselves and our health and well-being, which sometimes get neglected, I think. Yes, as you say that, I'm standing here feeling a little bit guilty because it, certainly towards <laughs> the end of last year, it got a little bit like that. It was really crazy. And um, I looked through my consultations and I've done 959 consultations for the year. But then I remember that most of my consultations are they booked as like an extended follow-up but then it'll actually be a mum and her child so it's actually more like well over a thousand consultations that i've done on top of a over 100 podcast episodes and it it all came to a crash at the end of last year with me losing those 10 episodes but that's this year i've put much bigger breaks into built into my schedule for this year and i i realize i have to walk the walk not just talk the talk absolutely yeah. And also I'm here for the long haul. I still want to be practicing in my eighties when I interviewed Jill the other day and, you know, she's 80 and she's still yeah. seeing clients and uh, that's what I want to be doing. So I'm in it for the yeah. long haul. So yeah. Definitely well, that's why we got to look ourselves. after ourselves because what I think happens with homeopathy, we, because we're so excited and so passionate about it and we want to help so many people mm. that it can time, you know, be detrimental because we take on too many and we're not boundaried or we're not, like you said, mm. just having the breaks in, in place. It's mm. really, really important. And like I said, because if you've got to pace yourself, you've got to be consistent yeah. and we have to pace ourselves. So mm. I think it's really, really crucial. Mm. For that. Marcus, what is the final message that you want to leave our listeners with and how can they get hold of you? Sure. Well, you can get hold of us at uh, chehomeopathy.com. That's our main website. And for CHE Pro, it's uh, chehonline.co.uk. But I think really the the message I think I want to sort of share with everybody is the fact that, back to what I said at the very, very beginning, that we've got to live, we've got to live to the truth of who we are. I think that's really, really crucial. And I think for the people listening who have thought about training in homeopathy, then you've got to listen to that as well. For practitioners who are already doing it and out there and been practicing, keep updated with your learning. Keep trying to raise your game. Be the best version of yourself you can be as a homeopath and be with the like-minded people that are doing it, people that are successful, that, that are because that's how you learn. You 
when you're around successful people, you become successful. It's it's not rocket science, but because it, it helps you raise your game as well. So I think that's really crucial for your practitioner. And if you're a home prescriber, keep prescribing. Get yourself a little remedy kit. Get yourself a little home prescriber book and use it. Try it for your friends and for your family for acute conditions. If it goes more chronic, then you may need the help of a homeopath. But try to do it yourself because there's mm. so many homeopathy can give you so much and you can treat most things acutely like coughs, colds, fevers. Uh, and what, the more that you use it, the more you see it work and the mm. more confidence you will get. And just keep it simple. Keep you, And you've watched those YouTube videos. I, I explained the three-legged stool. You only need three characteristic symptoms, really. Mm. This is what you're looking for in order to prescribe that remedy. And just keep it simple because mm. homeopathy is, in fact, to all those three or the people I've said to uh, types of people, keep it simple. Mm. Homeopathy is simple. It is simple. And the more that we can really embrace that, the more that you will get so much joy out of homeopathy. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Marcus. I really appreciate it. And I will see you at 2 a.m. next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> see you there. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>